Hello and welcome to the Imagine Two People podcast. We are your hosts, Josh and Anna. Anna, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. There's so much stuff that's been happening this week. We're not even going to be able to cover half of it. Uh, Jesse Smollett was convicted on five counts of felony disorderly uh, conduct relating to his supposed hate crime that he experienced. How much do you know about that? A lot, I think. Because, you know, not that I want to. Right. It's been everywhere. It's been everywhere in the news. I forgot this happened in 2019. Like, doesn't that seem like like forever ago? Honestly, I I connected to that Dave Chappelle special. Like, that's when I... The one that he t- he talked about this. I, I forgot about that. And and for me, like that is the thing that dates it. You know, well, that just happened. Right. Dave Chappelle talked about it, and now everybody talks about it. Um, but yeah, I, I I saw that. So apparently, I mean, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what happened, um, Jesse Smollett, who is one of the lead stars on this on the um, TV yeah. show Empire, yes, claimed that I think it was like around January twenty ninth of 2019 he claimed that he was attacked by two people Mm -hmm. two white people Mm -hmm. um who sprayed him with bleach called him names and put a noose around his neck and hit him Mm -hmm. um and he said they said things like this is maga country basically branded it as a trump supporters yeah trump supporters and it was a hate crime yeah um and so there was an investigation that was launched um, and the sketchy parts were that he wasn't cooperating with the investigation, that he wouldn't give over his cell phone because yes. he quote unquote, didn't trust the police as a black man in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were able to get information either way. Um, they had surveillance footage, mm-hmm. um, around his building. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that really brought him down and convinced the jury that he was guilty was the testimony and the evidence from the two people that allegedly right. um, attacked him, right. who were brothers from Nigeria, who were personal trainers, and who were re- who had a relationship with Jesse because mm-hmm. they were also on Empire uh, in small roles. Mm-hmm. And apparently he had gotten them those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also all this other stuff going on, like apparently he had a relationship with one. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if you knew about that. Yeah, I, I I saw, like, you know, the testimony. Not saw it because they didn't allow us to see right. it, but I, I read, like, what happened, which is, it's kind of unbelievable, really. We had a similar story in Brazil a few years ago really? when the Olympic Games were there. And this guy, this American dude, what's his name? He's a swimmer. Okay. He's a jerk. Like, he was known as a jerk before that happened. And then he created this crime in Brazil. Like, people attacked him. It was the same story, but a few years before. When was the Olympics in Brazil? It was in 2016, I think. And, you know, he said these people attacked him and stole from him or something. And it was not true. And every Brazilian watching it, you know, while he was testifying, it was like, yeah, that doesn't sound very correct because you live there. Like, I, I know how it is to go to a store to do something. So the way that they tell the story in the context of the story, it was just too Americanized. It was just like, this is not And he's from Brazil. No, 
She no. was an, an American swimmer. Got it. That accused Brazilian people from doing something to him. And what was his motivation? I completely forgot the 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 whole story. Like, but I I started reading when you know Smollett started talking about it. I was just like, this sounds like the guy who I forgot his name. It's and and you know very very quickly his whole case came down. I do not really? remember his motivation. I do not do not remember like the specifics of it. That was like six years ago. But I remember that was very quickly dismantled. Like, this is not true. Hmm. And he got punished by the uh, committee, I think. Right. Because, you know, not only he perjured himself, but he also, you know, committed this crime against the country that was receiving him, that was hosting him. Kind of a dick move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, don't do not do that. Mostly. I, I just wonder sometimes what the motivations are behind these things. Like, I still don't know Jesse Smollett's motivation. The pro, the pros, the. Um, the prosecutor in the case, mm. the the case that he had built against Jesse was that allegedly Jesse had received a death threat through mail. Mm-hmm. Like who who sends like mail anymore, right? Like mm-hmm. they have to write a stamp and like write a name. I did it the other day to like send a check in for a utility bill that I have to pay by check. <laughs> but that's the only thing I ever send letters for anyway. I mean, apparently he got a death threat and the Empire um, producers weren't, really taking it super seriously they didn't react the way that he expected he wanted them to kind of blow up and make it a huge thing exactly um and i i I guess that makes sense right he he might have been scared about it or something apparently they had offered to um chauffeur him around to and from his apartment Mm -hmm. to the filming and then back to his apartment Mm -hmm. um and he denied doing that he denied the well he denied their request or their offer for that Mm -hmm. um but the prosecutor was basically trying to make a case, trying to make a narrative that um, he was upset that he didn't get the attention that he thought he would get about a death threat. Mm-hmm. And so he fabricated this other story. Yeah. Um, according to these two brothers, um, they were extremely close. They would socialize all the time, go out and hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them claims he was in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse just says he was like, you know, using them as personal trainers. Mm-hmm. Um And long story short, the brothers claim that he had, like, just the night before or a few days before the attack, had driven around the apartment trying to, like, map it out with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was corroborated and supported by the video footage of his building Mm. that had a a camera showing his car kind of going around in circles around the apartment. I mean, who else would do that and why? Right. Um, And he doesn't have an explanation for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he would have done better um, if he had just admitted some of the things he had done wrong, like saying like, yeah, I was very upset. I was emotionally disturbed. Like I got a death threat and I reacted poorly and made this case. Right. Um, I feel like he would have done better than spending literally seven hours um, testifying and just making lie after lie after lie after lie. Because after a while, he lost the confidence of the jury, Mm -hmm. but he didn't admit anything. He continued to sort of dig himself a hole. Right. Right. And before this whole thing started, like everyone already doubted his story because it didn't seem plausible. Like the, the way that it happened, where it happened, it happened in Chicago. And you're telling me that, like, it was MAGA country, Chicago. And, you know, it was in the middle of the night and he felt like eating Subway or something. It's like he, you know, he was going to grab some, or eggs. Was it eggs? I think the th- it was I think it was a sandwich. Um, and I think the thing that really 
uh, was the nail in the coffin when I read the story. Trying to be completely objective, when I read it, what really convinced me was that he was sending these brothers text updates the night of the alleged attack, letting him know, letting these brothers know that he was going to be late. His flight was delayed. Mm. And so he was letting them know when he was going to arrive there early. It was going to be early in that morning. It was like in the a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to be earlier. And I was thinking, why would you be telling these personal trainers right. <laughs> when your flight was delayed? Right. And then why would you give them a check for $3,500? Right. Um, and why would you call them right yeah. after the attack and a couple of days leading up? And why yeah. would these people be leaving for a flight to Nigeria the day after? And I mean, it doesn't really matter if he did that just to, you know, uh, start like, you know, some, uh, conversation on race or if he just wanted attention or if he was concerned about his death threat and he wanted to people to take it seriously. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is that he was completely wrong and just faking something and then creating a whole stir about it. And it was a very um, um, critical moment because it was, you know, right before the election cycle. It was during an election year. Exactly. And And every single host, like on mainstream media, did an interview with him and, you know, talked about his case and they all supported him. And now, it was a very juicy story. So that's why now he was like, you know, on trial all day lying about it because he got on TV and he got the support of everybody. And I think in the age that we live now, the people think that social media is re- real life. These people just go to court. It was the same with the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Like they went to court with nothing because they got support from the public. They got support from hosts on TV shows. But that's not the law. Like right. if the law, if you don't have evidence of what you're saying, it doesn't matter if, you know, a host from CNN is telling you how, you know, much of a victim you are. You have to prove that what you're it saying It comes is down true. to a jury of your peers and the judge's uh, ruling. Yeah. So. It doesn't matter what your CNN consensus is, unfortunately for them. Right. If he was truly concerned about his life, you know, he would have searched for protection and not fake a crime and then blamed people that had nothing to do with it. That is just a a dick move. And then claim, you know, he was so he made a bunch of speeches saying that, you know, he was never forget. He was never going to forget. He fought back. And, you know, he couldn't imagine to be a different man if that was, you know, didn't happen to him and stuff like that. Like he he created a whole persona on top of it. That's psychotic. And, and that should let's not, not be forget, supported. Let's not forget the Biden tweet that was like, this is a horrible hate crime. We stand behind Jesse Smollett. And I was like, it's a little premature, right? <laughs> like, we're, we're still trying to figure out what happened here. Right. But but you want to believe that people will not lie about this. Stuff, sure, right? Of course. Like, if you if you show up hurt and you say, like, you know, this happened, nobody's going to question, like, did it though? Or did you hurt yourself? Like, right. nobody does that. That's a good point. Unless you're... I'm imbalanced unless you have a problem and he has a problem because he did that but then you know you you start questioning like okay so how many times things like this happened or and this is so bad for people trust people's trust and whatever happens you know you start doubting things and it's because of people like him you know that whatever reason he used to justify it to himself he did something horrible and not not cool at all and i think he should face charges as you know 
faking a hate crime as if it was a hate crime. That's the problem too. I I think the big the big thing in my mind wasn't the isolated incident. That was bad. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine someone faking a hate crime and telling the police, but not going in front of CNN, not being a person of um, a public figure basically mm-hmm. who has a lot of pull. Um, and not someone who's basically further dividing the country during a very polarizing time, during mm-hmm. a very polarizing presidency, and just kind of adding a giant can of gasoline to the fire. I think that probably had some ripple effects throughout the country that that hurt it further. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was the most damage. Yeah. That and was then the, you just walk away. Right. That was the true amount of damage. And that's for that damage, that's the reason why I think that these charges should stick and they should account to something um, like jail time. Right. I want to see what you think about this because there there, you know, I always think about what what is the possible other side of the story. And you and on the four years that Trump was president, you know, people accused him of being like, you know, an instigator sure. of these hate crimes or you know he was uh, racist or i never really understood most of it i understand that he's a very crude person but i as personally i never cared about that with him or with anybody else in my mind like if you're hiring someone for the job are they good at the job and if they're good at the job it doesn't really matter what they do or how they come out as but you know if you're a president you have like you know um, to act presidential, and he wasn't always presidential. No, he didn't come from politics. He <laughs> came from being kind of like a, an a-hole CEO who was willing right. to fire anyone, and that was kind of his tax. Tweeted way too much. Yeah. And, you know, you knew exactly happened. what he felt and exactly what he was thinking <laughs> to a fault, you yeah. know, and he didn't hold his punches. Yeah. He kind of said whatever he wanted whenever he wanted it, and it appealed to a lot of people. Yeah. But to the other side, it was very caustic and polarizing. Exactly, because their accusation was, well, he acts like that, so he motivates people that support him to act violently against them. Which isn't supported by data. Exactly. So my point is, you have something like that, you know, accusing Trump of in, in enticing hate crimes across the country because of his words. And you have this guy who actually faked a crime to entice, you know, uh, violence, to entice, like... Um, a bad reaction like oh this has to stop like what do you think like are those things the same thing like someone that will because one's allegedly and then the other one actually did it and and i would say the one that actually did it should actually suffer from legal recourse from that right if proven guilty and in this case he was right i think i've heard that each of these I, i read like nine different articles about this because i wanted to hear what did cnn say about it what did fox say about it what did ap say about it Mm -hmm. because everyone says this story very very differently but Mm -hmm. the facts are still there that he Mm -hmm. was convicted of five out of the six counts of felony uh disorderly conduct relating to the hate crime Mm -hmm. um, that he fraudulent that he created fraudulently um and i've heard that each of those individual five accounts Mm -hmm. could potentially carry three years um And, you know, a certain fine, which the fine he could just pay because he's, he's very wealthy. Yeah. But the question is, you know, what will they actually do with the jail time? That's what everyone's wondering about because yeah. he's been convicted. Yeah. Um, he's out on bail right now. Um, and there's no the judge didn't set any time frame for when the jail time would be officially stated. Right. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of leaning towards the fact that he'll probably never see the inside of a jail cell because he's too popular. He's mm-hmm. too... He has far too many friends. 
I don't know. I, I hope that that's not true, honestly, because this, th here's the thing, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. There are people that do get attacked, not only in, like in the U.S., mostly not in the U.S., but like around the world for who they are. Either like, you know, you have the Muslims in China getting put. The like, Uyghur Muslims getting. And nobody touches It's a it. genocide and no one's talking about it. And you have like, not only that, but you know, the, the situation in Afghanistan with like, if you don't, if, you, if you're a woman and you don't dress like that, and if you don't comply like that, they will beat you up. And, and it would be your fault. Exactly. So you have these these crimes that happen for real with real people for real reasons for who they are. And I just, you know, want to talk about to say it out loud for people that truly believe in defending these cases, people that have social media accounts and they raise awareness about these crimes. They're real crimes and crimes like that. Just do your research about the crimes that you're reporting, because a lot of people share this story when it happened because they automatically sided with him. You know, it's a black guy in America. Of course, someone beat him up because he's black. And, and if you are biased like that, oh, that happened because it's a plausible story and you do not, you know, go after it, then you create so much hate in your own heart and you go after people that didn't deserve it and had nothing to do with it and you're not really helping anybody you're just causing more division so if you're one of these people and god bless you they're fighting for people that actually need someone to speak for them like go after the facts of the story that you're trying to defend i've i've done that before you know supporting a story that at the end was like yeah this this actually was not what i thought it was you know just because i read more about it just because i watched the videos just because i watched the testimonies of people and that is much more important than watching what like you know don lemon says on tv or you know a group of people that seem very legitimized they have their agendas and they have their own opinions and they might be the person that just got too mad and believed it right away and didn't do their you know due diligence of checking it so you know be better <laughs> agreed i think that's very well said it's basically saying try our best to be objective despite our personal biases yeah confirmation bias is a real thing i have biases you have yeah. biases and when we see something that kind of appeals to that mm -hmm. our bias wants to take a shortcut mm -hmm. through all the information to be like see this is why because this is something i already believe <laughs> yeah. and so this must be true yeah it's really difficult to go against the stream of your bias and kind yeah. of fight it and say okay well i'm going to remain objective during this period of time until further evidence mm -hmm. proves it otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's funny you mentioned Don Lemon because he was originally very supportive of Jesse Smollett. Mm -hmm. And apparently he had even sent him text messages um, letting him know he was being investigated by the police. Yeah, I know. And then recently, I think I have it up here. Let's see if we can find it. Don Lemon brands pal Jesse Smollett a liar. And there's a video I could show you about this. But basically, Don Lemon have completely flipped on him and said that he was a liar, that he hurt his case by continuing to lie, and blah, 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 blah. When Don Lemon flips on you, you're done. You're completely done. But what I think he's doing, and I think he's smart in doing this, is he's trying to damage control. He's trying to distance himself. Right. Because right now, anyone connected to Jesse Smollett, given right. the conviction, he's a pariah. So you want to you want to separate yourself, and plus, he should really be fired if CNN is going to be consistent, mm -hmm. because CNN just fired Chris Cuomo for helping his brother and and coaching him through these sex scandals, right. um, 
and it was, uh, I believe it was more than he disclosed. So he disclosed a certain amount mm -hmm. to CNN saying, yeah, you know, I texted my brother, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. But then apparently the extent that he had helped his brother was much more than what he had disclosed. Right. And so CNN fired him mm -hmm. for that, which is a really big deal because yes. Chris Cuomo was a very large part of the face of CNN. Yeah, and he's another one. So He's CNN. another one. They're, they're right there with them. Like, they're, you know, very large figures in CNN. Right. I mean, who knows what CNN told them. It's just like, here's the choice. You have to go against this dude. You have to, right. you know, put your opinion on it. Otherwise, we can't do this. Like, we can't control this mess. Right, right. And lose another person or, you know, have a terrible reputation of hosting, like, all the hosts, the main hosts, just, like, coach people through jail process. Like, don't do that. Yeah, it's kind of a bad look. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's... I think um, what's interesting is right now Chris Cuomo is suing CNN for the rest of his contract, which I think is, I don't know, something around $16 million, like $4 million a year. Mm -hmm. um, and that's I think so much money. it's a lot of money. And that's why he's suing. He's saying, like, you broke contract, mm -hmm. and so you owe me the money I would have gotten if I stayed with you. Mm -hmm. And I think what he can say now, it's more cannon fodder for Chris Cuomo in this case saying, well, if you don't treat him, Don Lemon, the same way, yeah. you're not being consistent. Yeah. And if you're not going to fire him, at least you got to give me the money because you wrongfully fired me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's going to happen soon. So CNN's between a rock and a hard place. And I'm, I can't say I'm complaining about it, but... <laughs> Listen, I don't feel bad about any big organization, you know, falling for their own rules because because they they can't afford it and because it's their own fault and their own choices. Like it doesn't matter if it's like a left leaning or a right leaning. Oh, either. I don't give a shit. They've been gaslighting the division in this country, and I'm right. sick of it. That's they why they depend I, on it. They depend on it. They literally depend on the viral virality of everything, the clicks, the clickbait, yeah. and everything. It's cheap. So to let them burn. I would really like. <laughs> for mainstream media to completely burn and then something else has to take its place right with a vacuum but then that someone else is going to, something else is going to become the mainstream like that it, what there is is not like an alternative to a system what there is 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 another cycle yeah of the same system it has to be something better right disruptive yeah. and i really think that's what podcasting is because you can just get someone who spends time researching it and it's like yeah this is wrong and here's why and mm -hmm. it's long form yeah you know where it's not like this 30 second clip of uh Don Lemon talking. This is like my prediction of what's going to happen. What's already happening, right? Because you have people like uh, um, Joe Rogan, which has more views than all of these companies combined. Combined, yeah. In any video. Mostly on the videos, they're very like, you know, they're about COVID or they're about a certain case or they're about something that is very popular. People listen to him. And now more people are becoming podcasters. More people are, you know, trying to give certain news or, you know, speaking up about things and interviewing people. Now that guy just came, like, just came out of nowhere. The guy from Unheard with that video on the girl uh, from Australia talking about the, the camps, the, the oh, quarantine right. camps. And, you know, out of nowhere, he just gained a bunch of followers because he just interviewed a person that a, a TV station A real wouldn't. story from exactly. a real person about a real thing. My prediction is, like, more and more people are going to do that, but then you're going to have, like, more um, sponsorship. And the more sponsorship, the more dependent you are on the people that pay for your show. And then, you know, if you get sponsorship from a company that, you know, has a... a invested interest in the thing that you're talking about 
then you're going to start not talking about that so much. So like Pfizer has sponsored most of the mainstream media outlets yeah, out there. They do. And so you're thinking, well, maybe they don't want to lose one of their biggest sponsors right. by saying something that's anti-agenda. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, to that, I would say it depends on the sponsor, right? Like, because, for example, Joe Rogan, he's, he has a bunch of sponsors. One of them is Athletic Greens, which is like some... Uh, it's like a multivitamin, an organic multivitamin used by all these different like spinach and kale and they grind them up, put them into a powder. Mm -hmm. Like what? Like super green. A super green shake. It seems pretty like benign, you know? So I'm wondering like, well, how much could Athletics Greens really pressure Joe Rogan to say something differently I about? No, but I'm not talking about right now because right now, like this form of communication, like the podcasts and, you know, these independent media outlets and these new like... um parlor or uh, locals on locals like things like that they are starting in response to, to a system that exists this system that exists is not going to exist for long like these tv stations cannot survive for long they're probably going to get like more uh compressed i think they're going to consolidate consolidate and then you know become digital because people do not watch tv anymore they only exist for older people right and when the older people are gone and we are the older people we are going to consume something different but then you're going to have a new generation of podcasters and a new generation of content creators and they don't have to respond to a bad system they don't have to be independent they're just in the system so that begins the cycle again of other companies sponsoring it because you know um the, these companies every single company needs to survive and the bigger the company the more money they put in it and the more money you have to lose for speaking shit about the company the more biased you become true so it, it, this is not for us like for you and me this is for like 30 years from now right. a kid that's gonna start doing it and then you know they're, they're they grow and they become dependent on the people that pay for their show that's a good point so i think what you're saying is the different issues that the, the the issues plaguing current mainstream media will eventually carry over and plague whatever replaces mainstream media. Let's say right. it's individual podcasts. Right, because it's just human nature. Sure. Like human nature is not going away. Exactly. You don't want to lose money. You don't want to lose your livelihood. And then if you, if you think to yourself, well, you know, this company is not evil, so I'm not going to go against them then you can justify anything right you know anything that you want to and that's just a human thing to do it's not right or wrong it's just something that we do and at some point it can get too much you know i i mean we don't have any sponsors we we run our, we work our own nine to five jobs <laughs> yes. separate from this and we do this for fun because we enjoy it yeah and we think there's a need for it mm -hmm. um but i would love ideally to get to a point where you have multiple sponsors you know you just say oh it's either athletic greens or these specific type of boots that are handmade and you like them and you're just you know and if that boot company you ever figured out use like child labor or whatever hopefully you can just you know up and say i don't agree with this and mm -hmm. so we're, they're no longer our sponsor mm -hmm. you know and that's something that you you have a personal choice in doing right because you work for yourself you're your own podcaster and right. you can decide who the hell you want to work with and who you don't right um so that i mean that's my the mindset that I have right now, I'd love to be sponsored by bright, someone. Bright and innocent and clean. Bright and innocent and clean. Squeaky behind the ears. and everything. Yeah, that'd be all great. But wow, lots of things. I feel like we took a full circle arc from the Jesse Smollett conviction yep. to the death of mainstream media. Yeah. We could pretty the much rise of a new system. Exactly. Exactly. Which is a great first podcast to have. I like this. I like that it's a good amount of time, I think. Yeah, I think it is. How long have we been going so far? 
28 minutes. Do you want to stop there? I do. Okay, well, let's stop there. for uh, It'll mark the end of our first episode. So uh, many other things. Do you want to say now a goodbye? Yeah, thank you so much for watching. Um, comment, share this video, share this podcast. I was going to say video. Share this <laughs> podcast with uh, your friends. We're just starting out. This is a podcast where we talk about, you know, some of the interesting, crazy, funny things that happen throughout the week. We discuss them as two normal people talking to each other and we hope that you guys get something out of it that's the goal like show a different perspective and maybe get perspective from our from whoever's listening mm -hmm. um so if you have anything you want to add anything that we missed any any important point there's probably people who listen to us who disagree with us mm -hmm. and that's good mm -hmm. i want to hear why they disagree and we can talk about it in the next episode right sometimes we disagree from each other oh and... we do all the time <laughs> And then maybe you disagree with both of us. And so. if you do, like, we want to hear about that. We should have a segment in the next episode say, like, hey, you know, so-and-so commented on our last video and said, you know, made this good point. And mm -hmm. we can talk about it. Um, so it can be like a feedback system. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Anyway, thank you again for listening. Um, feel free to share this. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys.